This is The Playbook. Speaking of dear friends and great interviews, we're going to take a little shift in the game set life. You know, this isn't all about tennis and sports. Uh, this is a guy who's been chipping away. He's a chip off the old block. He's a true entre- entrepreneur. Uh, and he's just an amazing entrepreneur. But in a different place, Michael Brandrup, he's an artist extraordinaire. Uh, he's done a few things in sports with his art, which uh, I've been blessed to purchase a few little items uh, from Tops uh, that he painted. But Michael, welcome to Game Set Life. Thank you so much for having me, friends. And uh, a pleasure to meet you too as, as well, Rick. Uh, I just no, Michael, that... listen, welcome, <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to the show. Um, Dave knows everybody that we have on. We've had a lot of sports guys on, and I kind of look for common threads of the guests that we have on, and we actually have a lot. Number one, I show players how to stroke and brush, and you're the maestro with a brush and your stroke, okay? You're a wizard at creating graffiti, and I teach players how to deal with Mr. Cheaty, all right? You're an artist with paint on the wall. What I do is with a stick and a ball. And finally, I train feet to move like a squirrel, but you're the master painting a mural welcome to game set life macy and Meltzer. thank you for that warm welcome that was one of the most awesome introductions i ever heard <laughs> i love love how you drew the lines between like sport and art that, that that's so awesome i i really feel so like fortunate and thankful to uh, like talk with you guys and i uh, me and and dave met like some some years ago so fun how how we connected um and you actually caught me at a uh, very uh, special time i am right now in uh, in tulum uh, and i'm working uh, remote for um, like for the first month uh, here of uh, 23 and it, it feels really awesome actually uh, to kind of like uh, decompress and kind of like do something that is not painting I, I i there's also like other sides of the business and one and what i do uh, other than than, than painting uh, so i'm i'm here with my my twin brother and he's also like my my, my manager uh, dave you 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 met him um and, and so we're really um just working remote and and kind of like zooming out and it feels uh, amazing so i was so happy because the, the the first couple of weeks i've actually just been like vacation mode and now i'm doing like all my routines and everything and it feels great to doing it remote i have like the the, the beach just right behind me and i just found like a, a quiet corner here at, at, at the little beach hotel I'm staying at uh, to talk with you guys. Well, you're, you're one of, Mike, uh, Miguel, one of the most creative people that I know. And, you know, you started in the corporate world, though, and your art was, you know, very much about, you know, providing a corporate value of, you know, being creative for branding or, or for products. That career has evolved to obviously your own personal branding and your own art, but you've applied it to many other aspects, including sports uh, and entrepreneurship. What are some of the things that you've learned about being an artist that allows you not only to be creative, but to make your own money, to have your own business, and also apply it to things that you're passionate about? I really think that um it's fun because i i just tuned in with you guys that you were talking about uh, getting out of your comfort zone um and that's a really great place to start because i took a huge leap of faith um when i was like 30 because 
I, I hit a wall. I thought I found my passion, but I burned out. I hit a wall. I wanted something else. And I had like an identity crisis. Um, and I just took some very, very bold decisions that was not linked uh, link to any reasoning at all. Like you could not explain that with logic. And it actually comes down to that some of the best decisions that you will make in life are usually not linked to like uh, logical and analytical uh, reasons. Uh, it's like following like your, your deepest, deepest self. But here we're also talking about that you have to trust yourself and follow your intuition uh, because that will actually give you access to infinite uh, resources. Um, and I didn't know what I was capable of doing, but I wanted to challenge that and pursue my potential. But I felt trapped uh, at my position in, in the corporate world. And I wanted all this started because I wanted to be free and feel free. And just in one word, be happy. Um, and when I moved from Denmark to the other side of the world, being Los Angeles, where I have my studio now, uh, it really gave me wings and it gave me, even though the first couple of years I was not making any money or anything, um, I was still I was still happy. It, it came from within because I made some decisions for myself, some life-changing decisions to uh, shift the paradigm and, and go on my own path. Um, and I'm, I'm so thankful for that because that also led me um, to this uh, great moment right now with you guys uh, on Europe, part of my path, and that's, that's really awesome. Um, so I think that's that's some of the the the, the, the things um, that that comes into my mind first uh, that you really dare to challenge um, your, your, yourself. And um, but I think the the thing that helped me the most um, to to like get to a point uh, like a turning point of my career where I could actually build a real business around my art um, was you, you know like lear learning by doing all the way, like I, I and kind of like prevent regrets. That, that, that's some of the, the things and you will meet a lot of obstacles, but um, I, I, I think like a perspective, if you can stay positive at no matter what lies throw at you, um, you have a very, very good chance to be successful. And how do you do that? I know that it, David actually, um, Dear friend and mentor as well, it challenged me a while ago um, to say thank, thank you when I wake up and thank you when I go to bed. And I'm still doing it. And uh, living life through gratitude has taught me so much. And now I'm, it sounds a little weird this, but I'm almost excited for my next failure of fuck up because I know <laughs> then I will learn, then I will progress the most. When that happens, I'm just like, whoa you know just like a full eye opener because you just live in this box and then you you fuck up or you um do like a, you have like a struggle and hardships now i'm just excited for all that and and because that's when you grow the most um and if you can really encourage like your your failures and your mistakes and just see them as a part of your journey and your learning curve then you will grow very very fast and uh, it's when you grow like i i I feel the most alive and the most happy um, to be in the pursuit of my potential. First off, I, I love everything you just said. This is one of the cornerstones that makes great different than good. All right. 
you went all in, you had a passion, you risk everything, you weren't going to be denied, you get knocked down, you're going to keep going. You risk everything, even if you were on the street, you were going to do it your way. And the only time you fail is when you exit. You know, it might take a day, a week, a month, it might take 10 years. But if you just stay the course, all those qualities you get along the way will make you stronger. And I love the fact that you said you can't wait your next failure because it might be tomorrow. So <laughs> I, I don't know when it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, if you can look at it like that and the people listening, pay attention to that. It's gold on gold. Hey, that's epic what he just said. Yeah, one of the other interesting things, and, you know, it's so common within champions uh, to have that type of perspective. But one of the interesting things is that, Unlike an athlete, you know, an entrepreneur can really feel stuck, right? We, we, a lawyer can, I see him, doctors feel stuck on, people feel stuck in their life and they feel all this pressure that they're going to disappoint other people by doing what makes them happy and going all in with what makes them happy. Um, at that moment, Michael, I know you had your support of your brother, you know, but I'm sure a lot of other people thought you were crazy giving up a great corporate gig making good money, if not great money to, you know, be a street artist. And, you know, especially crazy, during the crazy could be a compliment. So you're not cut. Yeah. <laughs> I love crazy. I love yeah. crazy. Oh, no, no, well, no. You're, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. You're at the crazy show here. Game set crazy. And uh, more importantly, though, you know, what do you say to people that are feeling stuck in their jobs or their profession or even a sport? You know, there, there's guys in history that, and Rick has coached some of these people. They felt stuck that they're doing it for their parents or, you know, they don't love it. So what do you tell someone that's feeling stuck today about going all in with what they believe in? You know what? You can actually kind of like apply that same recipe uh, because if you are stuck, that means that you have grown out of your environment you're in now. So something new has to happen. So you can actually be thankful for your stock because that's like your mind telling you that something has to happen that you kind of like hit the wall and you can't walk around anymore doing what you do you have more inside you you have more potential that needs to be unleashed um and i feel it on my own body and it it it's not a very nice experience you feel uncomfortable and remember uncomfortable is good <laughs> so you feel very uncomfortable and and it's not a very nice place to be in, but I always try to to um, to travel in the future and and look as an older self talking to the self I am now, and like you will look back at this moment right now where you feel stuck, and you will like laugh and be thankful for this moment because in one or two years this will be the turning point of your career or your personal life or where, wherever it is that you feel stuck. Um, so it again, it, it, it's a moment that you you have to embrace and and take like a full action off. And um, if you don't know what to do, like maybe you, you listen to your TV self. Maybe you travel away from everything and uh, like recenter. Um, or maybe you just do something that you have never tried before. Maybe you start doing martial arts, or maybe you do a bungee jump, or maybe you will. Uh, if you like, I had a. a uh, like a basically like a struggle um speaking to a, a lot of people and i didn't feel like safe um standing up in a room and talk to a lot of people and then when my um, 
my old school invited me to have a lecture on entrepreneurship in front of like hundreds of people. It scared the shit out of me, but I did it and I was changed everything. So you, you go ahead and do what scares you and, and your deepest fears, you face them. And I, I think that, uh, that, that feeling, the feeling of being stuck, like will, will vanish as thin air very, very fast. Two things so here. Fear. Fear is the greatest motivator in the history of the world. So fear <laughs> is good. And once you get pushed in there, you're going to learn. But if we could go back down memory lane a little bit for the people watching, can you tell us their early days in Denmark and the backyard and painting the panels, graffiti? And did your mom freak out about what's what's my son doing <laughs> in the backyard with the, with the paint and how this all started? Because I think it's important for everybody to know because people look at the moment and they look where they're at now and they don't understand the journey. So could you back it up a little bit and talk about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I I always loved to like draw and paint, but it was always a hobby for me. Um, and um, it, it was kind of just like that. I love painting and, uh, and I didn't grab a spray can until the year 2000, so that's like 23 years ago. That was the first time I picked up a spray can and it kind of like changed everything like, wow. And I started painting graffiti in my early teenage years. And um, my parents were like very supportive um, and they were trying to keep me off the streets, painting the trains and the rooftops. So they <laughs> they would offer me to paint like wood paintings. The... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know what? I, 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 I like that um, b because it actually made me work in a different way. I really like took my time like putting in the work and that is where my passion was to take my time and create something i could like really be proud of um but it was always a hobby and um i started studying graphic design uh, i also served the military that was a, like a great time for me as well where it was the first time i really um looked like fear and what am i capable of doing just straight in the eye and i i could see that I was performing at 40 or 50%, but I thought I was doing my best, but no, no, like sometimes you just have to uh, feel extreme pressure from your environment or from like <laughs> here, like it was the military where I was pressed way beyond my boundaries. Um, and I think that I took that with me um, to my, like my, my further adventures. Um, I started an education as a graphic designer, however, halfway in, um i wanted to start my own company here i am 22 years old and i'm starting my first business with a friend and my brother and that is um design agency um and i had the best education um and a great apprenticeship i was doing movie posters and everything and the, the company that had where i had the apprenticeship they actually sued me because i skipped like, like i kind of like canceled the educational contract i had with them uh, that was four years and i skipped halfway in uh, and I was starting a competing business with them. Uh, I started my own business. They sued me and the school where I studied, they hated me because I was a great student and a great example for them. And then I was, you know, skipping, starting my own. Uh, however, uh, a few like it was the company right out of my apartment with my brother and a friend. And for two years we were living on like bread and water. And, uh, and then suddenly we start getting the good clients. And we got like press and everything. And then the school <laughs> called me if I wanted to come have a speech in entrepreneurship. And the people I was studying with from my old class were on their final year. 
uh, it was so it was really so <laughs> mind blowing. They were still studying, and I had my business for like free time at that time. Um, but so I had like some crazy experiences through all that corporate life uh, with, with, with a lot of things that was actually my education. I was just like learning by doing. I was learning like through real life happenings, like lessons that you will never forget um, because it's real life slapping you right in the face. So you implement that right away. Um, but six years in into the agency, we had great, great clients, uh, Chiquita Bananas and uh, were some of our biggest clients. Um, but I burned out and I, I wanted to dedicate my th myself to my art practice. So I was doing my graffiti and my art on the side of the design agency, but it wasn't enough. I was, you know, answering to rules and structures and you need to attract this audience. You need to do this logo design and all this. And I just wanted to feel free, um, but I didn't know how. Um, so I just started painting. My brother tapped me on my shoulder and said, Michael, I think I can sell your art. Um, and um, he did. Uh, I went viral on social media, on Facebook, before the algorithm, <laughs> as we know it now. So uh, for zero dollars, I reached like a million people and they crashed my web shop and everything in 2014 um and i wanted to do this on a larger scale I, I again i wanted to you know spread out my wings and fly uh and i always loved los angeles and it's a you know great uh, industry and community for the kind of art i do like the urban art scene is very mature uh, a lot of galleries a lot of opportunities the biggest opportunities in the world great brand collaborations i moved to la for for the first two years i almost lived on the streets but, and everybody was trying to talk me out of it, even my parents and my brother was also very skeptical. You want to move to LA? Are you out of your mind? Like you just started in Denmark. Like I was a nobody in Denmark still, or just like this artist that's just like, hey, I, 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 I'm an artist now, you know, I, I want to go all in. Um, uh, however, I, th that's where I took the leap of faith and I kind of like uh, let out the noise and I don't know where this came from, but I just did it and it was freaking crazy. Um, and but I also made kind of like a, a deal with myself that I wanted this so much that if that means that I have to live on the street, then I'm ready to live on the street. Like I want to do whatever it takes. I wanted this too bad to succeed as an artist in LA. And it almost were the moment where I, I had to like move, move out of this like a ghetto apartment I had in, in the bad end of Hollywood sharing it uh, with a guy I didn't know. And when my brother came over, he would sleep on an air mattress and stuff like that uh, but after two years um i picked up i i got some projects in and then suddenly i had linkedin google american express uh, and nike lined up as brand collaborations within like three four months um i got on the biggest talk show in denmark and like suddenly the galleries reached out we want to represent you we want this one and that and uh since i collaborated with um like uh, with bentley and uh, american airlines and I work with some great galleries. Um, I, I just did the Winwood Walls Museum as well, and so. But it's 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 just a just a crazy journey. Like it took me thirty years to figure out that this was my path. Um, but I, you know, just I kept trying. I kept, you know, take crazy decisions and and get a lot of punches in my face all the time doing it. It's it's not an easy path, especially if there are any like artists listening um you really have to want this so much because 
99% of artists can hardly make a living out of it. it it's, it's really, so you have to be just very obsessed with it. Um, and I, I usually like, are pleased to offer like whatever mentorship or advice I can. So feel free if any artists listening, they can always reach out to me on, on my Instagram and I'd be happy to give you some, some pointers um, because it, it is, uh, like an industry that is extremely, extremely hard and you just have to hang in there um, and keep growing and developing yourself. You have to learn like every day and have some really, really great routines and a like a work ethic um, and the, the, the power to stay positive. I think that is some really good tools uh, to have. Yeah, I know. Your attitude has really determined your altitude and where you're at today. But to back up a second, when you got sued by that company, I know how you're wired. Did you look at that as a compliment? Because you must have been doing something right. <laughs> the way you're yeah. wired, you must say that's a compliment. You're doing something right. Yeah, yeah, right. I know there, there was, I felt like so many people were mad at me and and I am not always good at, at handling that. I'm, I'm a very like calm, nice person. I, I don't want to have any enemies, you know. Um, so it, it, so it, it kind of like, put me in a position where I was already, I was already struggling, you know, um, but I also had to look at it like, damn, they, they really appreciate what I did for them, you know, since they want to take this to the next level, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, th th it, it was hard at that point. I was a very, very <laughs> different version of, of who I am now. Um, but I handled it uh, as an, like, as good as I could, and I saw it like a, a bump on the road. It was it was not going to change anything for me. I, I I was locked. I was like razor focused on which direction I had to go, and nothing could change that. I was so determined on this direction, um, because I I was so far in, and and I knew like th this is no turning back. Whatever. Yeah, the desire that you must be what you can be, and I remember the first time I got sued, Rick. My dad told me, congratulations. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you, you finally are successful enough. Somebody wants to take something that you have. Uh, so I, I looked at it a different way. But just to finish up, I think all the great champions we have on this show and the ones that we know, they have that desire that they must be what they can be, but they complement it with a empty mile attitude and i think there has to be a distinction because we talked about michael early on you know rick deals with the prime rib but he also works with a hamburger and you know a lot of the hamburger the only difference between hamburger and prime rib is the hamburger they live in the extra mile right they, they're the kids they go the extra mile every once in a while and they say hey coach rick but you know i, I worked out till two in the morning last thursday and the real champions in whatever field they're in are like Michael. They're all in. They go the extra mile every single day. And that's where the empty mile live, where very few of us uh, get to live a happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy uh, journey. And not that there's not mistakes, failures, and setbacks like freaks like us three that look forward to our next lessons. <laughs> Um, and that's not a lesson with Rick Macy It's the next lesson of life. So it's not nearly as pl pleasurable, but Michael, thank you for being a beacon, uh, in your industry and to all, I know you a lot in sports as well with Nike and tops. You know, I have a few, uh, hand painted baseballs. My hero, Tony Gwynn is one of them. Uh, but many others check out, uh, Michael himself. He's 
shop.michaelslabby.com. Unbelievable art. Come back and join us, my friend. Any last words, Rick? No, Michael, thank you so much. So many gold nuggets. Everybody watching can learn so much, and your story's amazing, and I loved it. Thank you so much, guys.